Happy Sunday, cuties. Welcome back to your favorite, coolest podcast, Brunch with Desby. I'm your host, Des, also known as Desby, and the B is for Black Lives Matter. Ha ha. Um, this past Tuesday, um, Derek Chauvin, I think that's how you say it, Chauvin, right, um, was guilty on all three counts of murder for George, George Floyd um, from last, what was it, March? Man, that's crazy. Um and that fucker is off to jail. Now, what a what a way to start this podcast. If that's something that triggers you, hear me out. Hear me out. I will be the first one to say, I do not believe in defunding the police. I don't believe in abolishing the police. My black stepdad is a policeman and he is an amazing one. I think that we need the police and they do a great job, but what we need is proper training. We need more opportunity for them to maybe take certain courses on like aggression, mental health, um, stuff like that. I don't know. Like, I don't know what we need. I'm not a cop and I'm not here to tell everyone, but before you get all butt hurt, first off, if you're racist anyway, like, please just like exit left. I don't need you here, but regardless, um, what a victory for what that case specifically was. Um, black lives matter, all lives matter after black lives matter. You know what I'm saying? So, um, obviously a a huge step ahead in the country to just see that case being won and, um, the cop being held, held accountable, you know, justice is truly served in that case. And I really just want to give a huge clap to the jury who had to sit and make that hard decision. Um, and to take a man away from his family, that's fucking hard, you know, but at the end of the day, that's what you sign up for in a job like that is, how are you going to respond in those situations and what is correct and what is not correct? Um, anyways, I'm not a cop. Don't want to be, don't give a fuck to ever be, um, bless those who are, I hope that you guys always stay safe. And I understand that at certain points you have to use force in your weapons or whatever that looks like. But, um, I just pray that training is maybe more reformed and updated, um, in a way that people can maybe rather assess what they should be doing in certain situations. So again, just a, a clap, for Minnesota, um, as well as obviously, um, like I said, the jury. So regardless, I don't want to sit here and talk about that the whole time, but I do want those who listen to my podcast who are of color or even just, you know, all of us together who fucking care about other people. I want you to know that I'm not afraid to speak on that. And, um, and it's important. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of other stuff in the media going on right now, but this is our escape. So again, I'm not going to sit here and drag my podcast into this depth of talking about cases like this, but I just want to let you guys know that you're seen, you're heard, and you're respected by me. Um, And as a community, we will stand for anyone, anyone of color, sexual orientation, gender, identity. I, I don't give a fuck what you are, who you do, or what you do. Um, I'm here to listen. I'm here to support. So regardless, let's get on a better subject line. And that is this Sunday's episode. Um, I'm really excited. I'm back with another advice with Desby episode. Personally, like I just always have fun doing these because I love giving advice. And when you guys come to me and you're like, Des, I need your advice. Obviously, like I'm not a therapist. I'm not a, I mean, shit, I have a therapist. You know what I'm saying? I'm, (laughs) I'm not the one to give you the end all be all, but I love to give you a little bit of advice from just like me, like a friend, like pretend it's just a friend giving you advice. Um, not someone of actual substance, but someone to maybe just give you a different outlook that you don't have and someone that's unbiased. So 
outside of that, this episode's going to be fun, but obviously um, everything's in the description box per usual. You guys know where to find it. You know where to find my Patreon. Um, you know where to find my merch. You know where to find my bands. You know where to find Below the Influencer, which we had a really good episode this last Thursday. If you haven't listened to it, it was it was pretty funny. Um, you know where to find my programs, you know where to find me, et cetera. You, you guys know. So if you're interested in more, um, click that description box, especially when it comes to my live membership, my Patreon. This month of May, we hit over 300 members. Um, so for the month of May, you guys get to have double the workouts of your tier. Not double, but like you get an extra one. I'm sorry. So for tier one, instead of one workout, you get two. Tier two, instead of two workouts, you get three. Tier three, instead of four workouts, you get five. Um, And again, these are all playable, able to be played back. Um, So if you're someone who like just hopped on, you're like, oh my God, you can go all the way back to February and do workouts that we did then. The live stream, you write down the sets, write down the reps, do them right with me. So um, a really fun group. And of course we have the group chat, which is just, (laughs) that is another fucking animal. Um, a lot of which I cannot say publicly of what we talk about on there, but it is just a fun time. A group of us girls, bunch of hotties, just talking about whatever, giving each other advice, hyping each other up, making each other spend money. It is, <laughs> it is just, the, it is a fun, fun time. Um, one of my, one of my favorite group chats. So, um, anyways, check out those show notes again, the description box below. Um, I think that's it. And again, I just want to Um, reiterate a big thank you for being here. And also a quick thank you for anyone who purchased my hydro jug sleeve on the restock. Um, this past week, we were able to restock a couple hundred, um, sleeves due to manufacturing. It takes about four to five months for them to get more. And they were able to get a quick turnaround on just a limited quantity. Um, this isn't any snaky shit. Trust me. I wouldn't fucking stand for that, but they truly did everything they could for us. And so I'm very grateful for hydro jug. And if you guys got a, got a jug, um, no matter what, just, you know, thank you for supporting me, supporting DBFT and, um, honestly giving us a shot for another fucking sleeve. Let's go. You know what I mean? So anyways, um, happy Sunday, you fuckers. Let's get into the episode. I'll be very honest. I've been trying to eat this oatmeal with yogurt for like 30 minutes now. So I'm just taking a quick bite <laughs> because Maddox finally fell asleep. And so it's just been sitting here and it just looks so good. Mm, daddy, daddy, how do you make that yogurt so good? I'm also sitting here with my hydro jug, my sleeve, white jug. I have lemonade crystal light in this bitch. Mm. Damn it. I got this, all this shit on my tiny ass desk. Something just hits, hits with lemonade, you know? All right. So let's get in the episode. I'm just kind of like going to start going through them. Number one, let's start out really strong. How to stay cordial with your mother-in-law. This is a fun one. Because um, I'm very grateful to have an awesome mother-in-law. Um, a lot of things have changed over the past like year and a half with the relationship in general. However, 
it's like a growing phase. You know what I mean? And when it comes to mother-in-laws, at the end of the day, they're never going to be your mom. Like they're never going to replace your mom ever, ever. So it's very common to not have like a BFF relationship with your mother-in-law. Now, some people, they do because maybe they're, they're, actual mom isn't that present, or maybe they were able to bond more with their mother-in-law. So hundred percent, like there's a ton of different relationships that you can get with a mother-in-law, but I feel like no offense, but for the most part, a lot of people never have a good relationship. It's just ever since I saw the movie monster-in-law with Jennifer Lopez, baby, we know mother-in-laws can be monsters. So in, in to stay cordial, I'm going to speak on my behalf because again, I kind of went through a rough phase of just being very sad with the situation I was in. Um, and it, and then it then was like coming off wrong. And so I really tried to check myself and number one therapy helped a lot. And number two, kind of choosing your battles and knowing what to do and when, but the biggest thing I can tell anyone who's trying to stay cordial is number one, identify what the issue is. What, what happened for you to have to be cordial? Like, was there a fight? Was there something said? Was there something done? Like, what was the reasoning? Then number two, remember who you married. So be who you need to be for your husband, right? Like don't think of it as if you have a bad relationship, especially don't think of it as like, oh, I'm just going to be nice. It's like, you know what? I'm going to be nice because I love my husband and this is his mom. You know what I mean? Like think of it like that. Um, I, I'm going to do this because I love my husband and I want him to be happy. Um, and it doesn't mean you got to fucking kiss their feet and bathe their feet with your hands, but to show up, you know, have good conversation, say your please and your thank yous, um, and continue on with life. You know, at the end of the day, you and your husband or whoever, you know, your significant other, they, it's you guys now, right? You guys are a family. It's not, it's not her baby anymore, right? It's your husband. Um, so to keep a very cordial relationship, show up whenever you're around her or in that space And again, do it because you love your husband. Don't like, think of it like that. And it makes it a lot easier. Um, again, I'm, I'm hoping that the situation lightens up for you. I feel like for some people it does, you know, you can maybe have a hard conversation, like sit down and chat it out with your mother-in-law, like what's going on. And then in some cases, it's something that maybe just lives with you forever. So I'm hoping that you get through it. Um, it can be very hard, but, um, it's so important to remember that at the end of the day, like they're still his mom or that person's mom, and you still need to be respectful and you need to be grateful because it can always be worse. So I hope that gave you a little bit of insight without too much of uh, too much thinking, but I would definitely just encourage you to, to think of the, when you come to, uh, what's the word? Like when you come into a meeting with her of any way, shape or form, think of it in that way. Next up the job I pay, the job I work to pay for school sucks and it's so toxic. When should I quit? The answer is probably put in your two weeks now. Put in your two weeks now. Guys, there are so many fucking jobs out there. I know that it's like hard and it might not always be a job you want to work at that moment, but there's always a job out there that you can work instead of being fucking miserable. Well, you maybe have to take a slice of pay for a few months while you search for the next job. Sure. But at the end of the day, we live in a time and a place nowadays where we don't have to be tied to one job. I feel like all the elders 
and baby boomers are like, oh yeah, I've been working at the same place for 30 years now. I'm such a veteran. I'm so proud. They like think it's a competition of how long you can be at the shittiest job ever. Nowadays, like we're not in that position, guys. Like people don't give a fuck about your resume like they used to. So if it's like a time where you want to go hop around and hoe around at a bunch of different jobs, like if anything, as an employer, it could show that you're versatile and that you want to explore and that you want to have a fun job. And at the end of the day, like, again, I really just feel like people don't look at their, look at your resume like they really used to, unless, I mean, unless you're like going for like nuclear chemistry or some shit like that. But for the most part, like go have fun, like find what you love. If it's a shitty, toxic environment, your mental health is not worth being at a job for longer than you need to be mentally. It's just, it's not. So I'm encouraging you fucking put your two weeks in, go fucking apply at your local Starbucks, get your free fucking coffee, stay there for a few months while you're job hunting for the next bigger job. Being single in your thirties, starting to freak out. Okay. I understand that I am 26 and I am married and have a kid, but that's my pathway, not yours. You can look at anyone around and we're all going to be on a different timeline and a different path. Being in your 30s, that is so fucking young. It's crazy. Like, I feel like back in when we're like 15, 16, we're like, oh my God, 30, that's so fucking old. Now, I'm only a few years off of being 30. 30 is so young. I think even like Buff Bunny is going to be 30 this year or like, or close to it. Look, like- so many people. I think even like, who else? Um, Katie Hearn, is she close to 32? Like Hayden, Hayden Schneider, he's in his thirties. Like so many people are thriving in their thirties and they're so fucking young. Do not think that you have to be a certain age to get married and like be quote thriving. Um, so even if you're in your late twenties, your thirties, anything, there's still time. Number one and number two, it might just mean not be on your path right now. Embrace what is. Don't overlook the blessings you have in front of you because you're too worried about getting married and having a baby or whatever that looks like. Take it day by day and be so, so grateful. Um, I hope that gave you a little bit of encouragement. Taking the leap to start a small business. Um, okay, starting a small business 90% of the time costs $0. You might have a little bit of upfront cost of like, or here, let me say it like this. Starting a small business can cost upwards to like $0. There's other ways that you could do it where it might cost upfront more than that. Like for example, um, you know, maybe you own an Etsy shop. So like you have to pay for that or like you start making merchandise. So like you pay to get that made. Absolutely, there could be a small upfront cost, but for the most part nowadays, you can have a vision, make whatever that is, market it on free or market it for free on social media and make sales. There's always someone out there that will buy. And I think the coolest thing is a lot of small businesses that I know, they were built off of like their family supporting it. So like someone would come out with it and the only people that would buy it would be like the aunts, the uncles, their grandma, their grandpa, their cousins. Then all of a sudden, 
their cousin's friends started asking. And then their cousin's friends' friends started asking. And then their cousin's friends' friends' friends started asking. And all of a sudden you have a legit business. So if you have the support in your life from the people around you, you can totally swing a small business. And if it comes down to it, ask a family member, hey, could you loan me a hundred bucks? I'll pay it back to you uh, every month. You know, I'll make a payment every month plus 10% or something like that. Like take a loan from your family and a loan meaning like hundred bucks all the way up to thousands, like whatever you want to do. Like there's, if you have people to support you, you can do it. I started my business 100% for free making Google documents of workouts and Excel sheets and selling them for 40 bucks a pop. Literally none of my money was invested until I LLC'd. I had to pay for an LLC. Then I had to obviously start paying taxes, et cetera. Then I was making merch paid, you know, paid for the merch, et cetera. And then it grew, but essentially I started my small business for zero fucking dollars. So you can do it too. You just have to figure out what that product is and the support that you have behind it. This person asks, anxiety as a mom, constantly afraid my kid has or will develop some kind of rare debilitating disease. I 100% understand that because the anxiety of motherhood, period, will never go away. It's more so I feel how you choose to approach it. So like I could spend every day watching Maddox in his crib, sleeping, praying to God that he keeps breathing. But what is that going to do for me? You know what I mean? I have to have that trust that his body is going to do what it's supposed to do. And I feel like that's where you just have to truly be grateful for every single day with your child, with your child's health, with your own health, with your family's health, etc. This goes so much deeper than like your own child, but man, motherhood anxiety is so different. That's for sure. We would do anything for our babies. So I totally understand it, but I guess in my opinion, it's truly up to you to control because are you going to let it spiral or are you going to, are you going to say, Hey, intrusive thoughts, fucking stop right there. I'm grateful for my baby's life. I'm grateful for my health, et cetera. And and stop it. Right. Right. One thing I do when I start to get like bad mom anxiety and I'm like, oh my gosh, like the other day I thought he was deaf. Like I really had it in my mind that he was fucking deaf. I was behind Maddox and I was like clapping because sometimes I notice he doesn't like look like I'll make a loud noise and he like doesn't give a fuck. And at first I was like, maybe that's because he was in the NICU and literally there were so many fucking beeps and alarms since he was born that he's like unfazed by sound. But then I'm like clapping and he's not looking. I'm like Maddox. Like I literally said, Maddox, what the hell? Like, look at me. Finally, he turns around, you know, whatever we go on with our day. But then I started to spiral thinking, oh my God, like what if Maddox is deaf? What is it? What if he's deaf and me learning sign language becomes actually real? I have to do it, you know? And then I put on his favorite veggies and um, the screen, like he couldn't see the screen. He just heard it and his ears pop up and he's like, where the fuck is my favorite show? So I'm like, okay, obviously they've also tested his hearing before. I need to stop. Now at that point though, I didn't tell myself to stop at that point. Like I let myself spiral on a better day. What I would do is take the opportunity to just hold him and play with him and speak to him and read him a book to where my mind can't wander anywhere else. And I just, sit in gratefulness that he is with me in my arms. You know what I mean? So 
honestly, just take it day by day, mama. I know it's hard. Um, there's really no cure for it. It's always going to be there, but learn what helps you ground yourself to feel confident. You know what I mean? Like maybe that's clicking your hands. Maybe that's snapping to where you like, you count the amount of snaps that you get into where like your mind can't wander, whatever that looks like for you, maybe put on your favorite song, sing it, whatever, whatever can get you out of that funk, do it. <laughs> Lack of ability to be able to go as hard in the, as the fuck. <laughs> Lack of ability to be able to go as hard in the gym or do as much in general. So girl, I can feel this 100% because I have not been able to go to the gym or go as hard in the gym. I mean, yesterday I had a really good day, but for the most part, I haven't because I, you know, whether number one, I'm just tired of shit. Maybe Maddox was up all night. Number two, I, I don't have anyone to watch him. Number three, Wyatt can't watch him because he's working. You know, whatever that looks like to where there's been a lot more days that I can't go to the gym than when I can. And when I can work out, a lot of the times it's cut short because then he's crying or he's hungry or whatever. So I get you, girl. Like, I understand. It is annoying as hell um, when you feel like you can go harder, but you feel like you don't have the time or you don't have the resources or you don't have whatever it might be. But the best thing that I've come upon the past few weeks, which it's so fucking simple. It's not like I created it, but... I'm starting to just, every time I can move, I'm thinking in my head, like any movements greater than no movement today. I'm grateful. I could move my body. Even if one day it's for 60 full minutes and the other day it's only for 30. I'm grateful. I can move my body on those days where I feel like I can't work out as much. I like to do stuff around the house. I'll pull out the vacuum. I'll vacuum a little bit. I'll put away clothes. I'll run laundry up and down the stairs. I'll stay active at home instead of just couch potatoing it as much as I can. Um, so again, just be grateful that you have a body that can move because I've been in both situations where I literally couldn't like move. Like I had like a bum knee or I broke my toe. And during those times I felt like shit. So now I'm like, man, I'm just grateful for a moving body to where on those days where I can really get the fuck after it. I'm thankful that I can. Um, let's see. A lot of you are like figuring out literally three in a row, how to figure out what you want to do in life. What do I want to do in life? Figuring out what I want to do with life. <laughs> so you guys need to know what to do in life. Number one, always use code Desby. <laughs> um, but honestly, I totally understand where you are and I want to be transparent. So you guys know, I still have no fucking clue what I'm doing. Like every day I'm truly kind of winging it and I'm just very grateful to just take action. That's one thing that I'm really proud of myself for doing that. I think a lot of people are scared to do is if I want to do something, if I want to make something, if I want to sell something, I just fucking do it. Like I have to take action. Um, and even sometimes it might not be correct. It might be a little bit fucked up. It might be messy, but if there's one thing I can do better than anyone else, it's taking messy action. It doesn't always have to be perfect. Life doesn't always have to be perfect and figured out, but whatever you want, start taking small steps, small action steps to get there. Um, and figuring out what you want to do in life, I feel like typically comes from, from life events or like what you feel is your calling. So whatever I say, you just heard me say calling and I know something just flashed in your head. Something flashed in your head right there 
that's what you need to be chasing. Whatever that just looked like that you pictured yourself doing that made you extremely fucking happy and smile while you're listening to this podcast or make you think, oh, I wish I could do that while you're listening to this podcast. That's what you need to take those small actionable steps towards. And that doesn't always have to be something fucking big and huge or something that costs a lot of money or takes a lot of time. It can be as simple as waking up an hour earlier to educate yourself on it, going to bed an hour later to educate yourself about it, watching two YouTube videos per week about that topic or how to do that thing to better understand what to do. Small, actionable steps. I told you guys, well, I guess two weeks technically now, how I was starting my skincare line. You think I had a fucking clue what the hell to do? Hell no. I didn't know the beginning fucking steps of creating a skincare line. But you know what I did is I took a step. I took a small step. I researched. I reached out to people. I emailed. And look where we fucking are. We're making it happen. And even now, I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But I'm doing small things every single day to propel me closer to what that actually looks like. So for those of you who are like, dude, I don't know what to do with my life start somewhere, whatever you feel like that passion is, wherever that passion lies, place yourself in that surrounding. If it's being a personal trainer, get to the fucking gym more, watch trainers, shadow trainers, reach out to trainers. If that's starting uh, some form of just like small business where there's like a tangible item, um, like a, you know, like a hydro drug sleeve or like a, a piece of pop socket or something like that, reach out to other businesses who are doing kind of the same thing, right? And ask them how they fucking started. A lot of times people will want to help you if they have the time um, because they feel resourceful and it makes them feel good. Um, So put yourself in those situations. Go apply for those different jobs. Even if it's scrubbing the toilets in the environment you want to be in, scrub those fucking toilets good and listen in on conversations or talk to the front desk people, you know? Um, Get yourself in there. Someone asks how to be more happy in the moment. Um, kind of goes back to what we just talked about, right? I said how you have to just live every single day. I used to be the one, and sometimes I can still be. It's my own fault, and I'm working on it actively, that I think, oh, when I'm here, I'll be happier. When I'm here, I'll be happier. When I reach this, I'll be happier. When I do this, I'll be happier. We have to stop thinking so much about the fucking future, guys. We have to think about the now. Be where your feet are. Right now, I'm on this podcast and I'm already like, oh fuck, it's 308, I gotta do this still, I gotta do Why am I, hey, hey, hey. We always get it done, don't we? We always fucking get it done, don't we? That project that you're worried about, bet you got it done, didn't you? Okay, what about that, you know, that meeting that you had to get to, you're worried about being late? guess what? You still got there, right? No matter what, we still always get it done. So in the moment you're in, embrace it, capture it, take those little screenshots with your mind and just remember where you're at and just be thankful. There's times sometimes where I'm holding Maddox and he's just smiling at me and we're having a moment and it's like everything around me fades away. And like, I don't know why I'm getting kind of fucking choked up. I just said that I'm low key. I got a fucking tear rolling out of my eye. But sometimes, you know, you just want to like screenshot moments forever. Wow. Why am I crying? (laughs) Whoa. Emotional. This is like real emotion. Holy shit. And I'm just emotional. Sorry. I 
I just know how it feels to always want to be happier. And I want that for you guys because I went through such a dark time where I was so not happy ever. And for me, as much as Maddox was a surprise, like he saved me in so many ways. And God, this is, this is raw, dude. Kyle, we're not cutting this shit out. So to be happy in the moment, like Maddox has taught me how to do that. Wow, this is a, a lot deeper than I thought we were going to get this Sunday. But I just, I want that for you guys so bad. So basically what I'm saying is stop taking your birth control. <laughs> let him come in you and have a baby. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, let's lighten up the mood though. Oh my God, I'm patting my eyes. Okay, just take take those screenshots with your mind of beautiful moments and replay them whenever you feel like you wanna go into the future. Think about where you're at and what moments have already passed you by that you'll never get back. And that'll make you want to live more in the present moment. Oh, wow. That was a, did anyone else kind of fucking tear up? Was that just me? That was a weird emotional trip that I just took that was really emotional. (laughs) Woo. All right. Let's go on to another one. (laughs) How to ask for help. Jeez, this is hard because I am also the type of person where I try to do everything by myself. Um, and again, it's a very hard lesson that I've learned the past year and a half, two years, is to start asking people for help and giving people tasks and not feeling like I need to do everything myself. Um, when I try to do everything myself, I neglect the help of others and then I almost get pissed off when they don't want to help me. How the fuck does that make sense, right? I know you're not in your head like, dude, I'm literally the same way. I don't want people's help, but when they don't offer, I'm like, dude, are, do you, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? You didn't fucking ask to fucking help me. That's literally me. So I've been really, really trying to work on asking for help in situations that I know others can help me with and that they want to. So like for example, Wyatt, like a few days ago, I had quite a bit of work stuff to do. And instead of getting pissed off, I sat him down. I said, hey, I really need your help today. I need, I would like this from you, this and this. I would really appreciate it. And you know what he did? He was like, absolutely, I'll, I'll do that for you. And then I was like, oh, okay, thanks. Like we, we sometimes put ourselves in a spot where we're like, we don't think that people wanna help, um, but they do. So that's like one part of the puzzle. The other part is now like mental health help. How do you know when to ask for help in your mental health? And I think the minute that you question yourself that, like, hey, should I be asking for help for that? Just fucking do it. Just just do it. Find a therapist. Find someone that'll help you. Find someone that wants to support you. Just do it, okay? That's gonna be the best way to start there. Um, better help for me again, bitch. I wish they would just sponsor me. Cause I love better help. My therapist, Corinne, she is a fucking OG. She deals with my shit every week. Um, but better help was really helpful for me. Um, doing it right from my home. I text her whenever I want. It's a little bit pricey, but if you click the link in my description box, that kind of is like, it says maybe hit me up here or something like that, or 
connect with me. I don't remember. There is a better help free week in there. You can get matched with a therapist. You can have a few exchanges of talking and just see if that's worth it for you. Is it worth that money? Um, for me, absolutely. I'll pay for it every single month. Um, okay. Someone's asking for a beginner's guide to skincare in that is just so, there's so much on that table um, that I could dive into. But my biggest piece of advice for anyone wanting to start into their skincare journey is number one, please, for the love of God, like just to make it simple. I'm not saying you have to do this, but the simplest way is to find a company and only buy from that company. Everyone gets into skincare and all of a sudden they buy from like 50 different fucking companies. They're using 90 things on their skin that they don't really know what they are. They just smell good or look cute. And then they wonder why their face continues to break out or they're having more sensitivities than they ever have. Stop using 900 fucking ingredients if you're not educated on what those ingredients do. Okay, just don't. You need to number one identify your fucking skin type, not what your skin type usually is. Identify what it currently is. Ever since I started my skincare journey three, four years ago, my skincare type has changed. I went from oily to acne prone to a little bit more dry to now I'm definitely more of a combo type. Your skin changes. Maturity changes it, your your activity changes it, where you live, your weather conditions change it. There's different ways to treat your skin at different points also of the year, depending on where you live. So start with identifying what your skin type is. Number two, if you're new, new, like you don't know what the fuck you're doing, grab a cleanser for your skin type, grab a moisturizer, grab SPF. That's the only fucking thing you need. Once you start getting well-versed, educated, and understand your skin type, that's when you can venture into using different essences, different serums, different toners, different, you know, single serums, right? Different like um, single ingredient serums, vitamin C, retinol, knowing when and how to use those. Don't just fucking slather everything on your face right away and always make sure to patch test. People try products and then they write shit ass reviews because it made their skin sensitive. Then you probably should have fucking patch tested it before you put it on your whole goddamn face. Okay. Um, You can do that by going just on your neck in a small circle or even on the back of like your arm, like on your wrist or your forearm. You can patch test to see how your skin is going to react to it. Um, But you shouldn't be putting 900 things on your face when you don't even know what those 900 things are. (laughs) Um. And again, we can definitely dive more into that at one point, but that is just for beginner beginners. Um, Wow, this is a fun one. I went viral on TikTok. The comments were fucking brutal. I had to hide the video from people who don't follow me. How do you influencers do this shit? Um, Literally, I don't fucking know because even myself, I'm grateful that I don't always have those, like, I don't have that big of a platform. Now I do, I have quite a, th- you know, couple thousand followers. Don't get me wrong, but I'm thankful that I don't have millions of fucking followers. I couldn't imagine what it would do to your mental health. And I don't give a fuck how much money you're making from having thousands and thousands and thousands and millions of followers. That will still fuck you up to hear thousands of people hating you every single day. Easily. Um, For me, I feel like 
I don't give a shit. So people typically don't come for me because it's like, well, she's unfazed anyway. She's boring, right? Like I don't draw attention to it a lot. Therefore, it's like, why would I talk shit about Des when like she literally will laugh about it? Like it's not fun for them, right? So they usually target people who are always addressing it. Now, I'm not going to say I've never addressed drama like I have because it's literally fucking funny to me. But I used to cry over it. Like, for real, it used to really get to me. And some days it'll bother me because it's like, man, these people, I wish they just really knew who I was. You know, like, even though I'm 100% on Instagram transparent, I'm still different in real life. Like, you can't see every part of me on Instagram. Um, So I feel like for anyone who just receives hate in general, there's always some form of self consciousness that comes into it. Like even sometimes in the, in the past when I've talked shit about people, not even talk shit, but like when I say like, Oh, like this person's doing this, I wish I could. Um, she's so lucky, whatever. I always bring awareness to the fact that like, I'm jealous. Like I literally will say it out loud. Like, you know, I'm probably saying this cause I'm envious, but bl- blank. So it's like, I can at least identify, Hey, I'm saying this cause I am jealous, but some people they'll say it till they're blue in the face that they don't care. They're, they're not jealous. They don't care. She's just a bitch. It's like, no, no, you're the one with the issue. So for this person who's asking this on your TikTok viral video, I'm curious what it, what it was. Number one. And number two, you probably just got a slew of people who wish they could have been doing whatever you're doing or X, Y, Z, um, that attack you in the video, trying to act like you're the one that's wrong or you're a weird person or whatever it is. Um, and TikTok in general is fucking brutal. It's made of a bunch of kids sub 18 who think they can say whatever the fuck they want with no consequences. This next generation is for sure fucked. That is a 100% fact. Um, okay. A few more. My sis who has rainbow hair refuses to wear a wig for pics for my wedding because it's part of her queer identity. And now she's mad at me thoughts. Um, that's a little hard. Uh, I totally understand where you would want uniformity in your pictures, right? It's like, Hey, like babe, your hair's rainbow. Like it's my wedding day, you know, as a sister, even if I had that identity, I feel like I would be like, Hey sis, I'm going to like dye my hair for you with like no questions asked. But also on the other devil's advocate side, you as a sister, I can also see where she would expect you to accept her and just like be thankful that she can be proud of herself. Um, when maybe for so long, maybe she was silenced or did it in, in, behind people's back. You know, she wasn't out of the closet. So I definitely can see both sides. Um, I would say number one, sisters always love sisters. So maybe sit down with her, have a conversation with her. Hey babe, you know, I love you. You know that I love this side of you. You know that I'm here to support you. Can, can we come to a, like, how can you guys meet in the middle? Is there a way like, could she, maybe not rainbow hair? Could she just pick a solid color? Like, would she just want pink hair? Would she, like, I don't know. I'm just throwing some stuff out. But I think having a conversation sister to sister and understanding that you still support her, but here's why this would be really special for you on your special day. 
Um, but also don't just make it about you. Like say, you know, I want you confident, but like, how, how can we do that together? Right? Like maybe something like that. Um, but at the end of the day, babe, you're going to look back at your wedding photos. You're going to look back at that day. Her hair is not going to play a fucking difference. It's really not. It's not worth upsetting your sister to the point of like pissing her off completely. Try to come to a mutual agreement and have that conversation with each other. All right. Just a few more here. Um, Okay, this is a good one. Um, how to talk to boyfriend about low sex drive. He doesn't understand it and he wants it. So we kind of talk about this a lot on my Instagram account, like just sex drive and women struggling with it, postpartum sex drive, et cetera. So I hope that you guys know that this is a comfortable place for us to speak about this without always making it like hypersexual. Like, hey, some of us just fucking struggle. Like not all of us want to suck dick all the time. And that's okay. Like it's okay. And I don't think any of us should feel broken at all. Um, so when it comes to speaking with your boyfriend about it, I've had to have this talk with Wyatt a few times because of just since postpartum, you know, I've been very open and transparent about that. It's, it's hard. It's hard to get that sex drive back when your hormones are fucking going everywhere. I'm finally almost eight months postpartum and I'm starting to slowly every day feel more and more myself. Like it's really empowering. So for anyone postpartum, just know that you will get there. You got this, but how to speak and how to bring up that conversation. Number one, to identify it is huge. You know, to say, Hey, this could be me is huge. Um, and to want to talk about it is huge. I will say though, too, sometimes certain people are also hyper sexual. So you having quote low sex drive could also be relative to if your boyfriend or significant other has a very high sex drive, very high, right? So again, just don't feel broken. Don't feel like you're in the wrong, but opening up and talking about it, um, is as simple as just saying, Hey babe, I really want to like talk to you about how I've been feeling in the bedroom. And he's going to be like, yeah, babe, like what's good. Do you want to fuck? And you're going to be like, no dude, fucking listen to me. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, and that's when you can just explain like, Hey, you know, I've, I feel like I've been going through a lot hormonally. Um, and I just want to open up with that, um, about that with you. I haven't really been feeling a ton of sex drive in the bedroom. And I just want you to know that this has nothing to do with my attraction to you. Um, I, I really want to just kind of nail down what could potentially be swinging a little bit differently in my hormonal pathways. Um, but I just want to be open and honest with you because I love you and I'm so attracted to you. Um, and I want to make this better for both of us. And that's when you can kind of like turn it into like, Hey, I want to get to the bottom of this for our relationship. Like this is about us. Um, and just kind of opening up with that and seeing where a natural conversation can go and just say, you know, maybe even state your fears. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm scared that you're going to find someone else to fulfill these, these wants for you. And I'm scared of that. Um, and I, I want to make this better for us, but I want to communicate, you know, what would you like from me? What can blah, blah, blah. What can he maybe do for you? Like, I know that when you rub my back before bed, it really gets me turned on though. You know, like I, maybe, maybe there's things that he's just not doing to turn you on. You know, it's kind of like break apart that situation and it's, it's uncomfortable. It's weird to talk about. Um, it's not like we all just wake up and we're like, Hey babe, just want, just want to let you know, I don't want to fuck tonight. Right. All right. I'm brushing my teeth in the bathroom here. Hey babe, 
Uh, I'm not trying to suck your dick. Like, who the fuck? No one wakes up and just says that, okay? So have that conversation. It might be uncomfortable. It might be weird. But I think that it'll pay off a lot. Okay, last one here. Um, Man, there's so many good ones. I wish I could do these forever. But if I did not get to yours today please next time I do it, submit them again. Like keep submitting them because I promise you I filtered through these and I would love to answer yours. Last one. Man, I want to pick a good one. There's so many fucking good ones. Okay. Let's, uh, let's end with this one. Advice thoughts on what to do when marriage is important to you and your man doesn't, um, oh, when it's important to you and it's not to your man. When your man doesn't see marriage changing any changing anything, therefore not making it a priority. I'm 26, he's 31, we live together, but also don't have, um, because I have my own house, five years together. Okay, so they live together. She still technically has her own house. Looks like they've been together for five years. Marriage seems to be not on the table right now. So that is extremely difficult, especially I feel like when it comes to living with your significant others, sometimes you can start to almost just like play house and that thought of marriage goes out the window because it's like, oh, like we're basically married anyway. And it's like, no, the fuck we're not. (laughs) So I think, again, it's all about communication and it's easier to, to say than not to say. But if a conversation like that were to drive him away, then baby, he's not the right one for you. You know what I mean? It's it's hard sometimes to think about throwing that amount of time away um, because you're like, oh, but we've been dating for so long. Like I'd have to start over. Honey, if it's not, if it's gonna end in potentially divorce anyway, why the fuck are you there? You know what I mean? So have the hard conversation of picking apart why marriage isn't on the table. Maybe he's fearful of it. Maybe does he have divorced parents himself? Like maybe he's worried that it would just end the same way. Maybe he's worried. He always hears, oh, marriage changes you. Marriage changes you. Maybe he doesn't want to ruin your relationship. And he thinks of it more as like a way to save it is to just not get married and just enjoy always being together. Um, So identify those, you know, lay those out, have an open communication talk, no yelling, no disagreeing, just listening, just listen to one another, share your thoughts, share your concerns, share your love, um, and be able to really identify why this is. If you, if he's truly thinking, maybe you're just not the one, then why are you still there? You know? So again, I'm not saying this conversation is going to end in butterflies and roses. It could always go South, but at least you tried. And at least you maybe can get closure of whether or not this is worth continuing to work for. Um, cause that can be fucking exhausting. Who wants to continue to just play pretend wife and never get a ring? Like for a lot of people, that's not fun. Um, and I respect people having different timelines and this and that. Um, but 26 and 31, together for five years. I mean, like you're not 16, you know, there, you can definitely kind of start to understand after five years, whether you want this person in your life forever or not, you know? Um, so yeah, you'll have to follow up with that one. I hope that you're able to have a conversation or even talk to a therapist on how to orchestrate a good conversation. Um, that would be a good place to go. All right, you guys, I hope you had fun this Sunday. Um, sorry again for like crying. Mm. 
I just like, I love my little guy so much. It was, that was like emotional. That was weird. Weird. I didn't even mean to do that. That was so weird. Um, but Hey, I hope that you have an amazing Sunday. Thank you for tuning in with me yet again. Thanks for crying with me. I hope that some of you maybe opened your eyes into some excitement for life, maybe learning how to keep your feet down on the ground. Um, maybe how to start that small business, or maybe that wasn't even your question. And now you're just like fired up to try something. I hope that you guys maybe visioned your calling today and visioned you achieving that. Um, no matter what, Hey, Sundays are here for us to play around. Sundays are here to have fun. Um, no matter who you are, no matter who you love, no matter what you look like, who you believe, who you fuck, I am here to love you. I'm here to stand for you and to support you. Um, so thank you so much for again, sticking, um, with me throughout this podcast, sticking with me in general for like over a year now. It's crazy. Um, how we just continue to have shit to talk about. I love it. So I love you guys. Make sure you check out everything in the show notes again. Um, new merch, fucking cute bucket hats. We, we got the don't be a bitch bucket hat, bitch. So cute. Um, Patreon, plans, app plans, upcoming plans, guys. I'm bringing DBFT fit guide fucking 1.0, the original fit guide back in 20 motherfucking 17. I'm bringing it to the app this summer. Be fucking ready. Um, I love you guys. Hope you have an amazing Sunday and we'll see you next week.